Welcome to a special episode of Spoilers, where today we're reviewing a movie that we got a screener of. Then we interview a guy who was in that movie, was also a body double in Star Wars. And finally, the producer of the movie calls in, but he talked too long, and the voicemail got cut off. So we put that at the end where the math teacher Mark Math Paper usually goes. Enjoy! Good. Sweet. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So yeah, joining us now, live via Skype, it's Daniel Westwood, a.k.a. Roy from Parallel. Uh, Daniel, you're live with Josh, Jordan, and Screw. How are you tonight? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. Good. All good here. London is sunny. Happy days. So, uh, yeah, just to jump right first into the uh, the movie. And, sure. Uh, one of the things we noticed in Parallel is that your your character's pretty dark. <laughs> you're pretty a uh, pretty bad guy. <laughs> or at least the character yeah, yeah, you play yes. in the Parallel. So, like, do yeah. you enjoy tapping into that dark side, or what was that like for you? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, it's almost it's it's like a sense of release. Almost it's it's kind of. Uh, I think it's everyone's guilty pleasure. You know, this. Uh, I really did feel. Um, yeah, I really did feel a sense of release. It was really fun. Uh, just to just to be a total dark horse. You know. Well, and, what's um, the most evil thing you've ever done in real life? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I haven't killed multiple people, but you know, I guess I'm, I'm still 38. There's time for that. Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, Christ, I don't know. I, I did martial arts for years. I've done. A, I've played a lot of soldiers and things like that. But none of it, particularly real life, you know. Uh, so well, that's um, good. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not an actual danger. I just hopefully dangerous on screen. But if that, if no, if that transferred across to you guys, then brilliant, you know. Because there was a couple of ways uh, it could have been played, really. And um, uh, I kind of went over it again and again and again with the director, and she wasn't sure because I'm English. I'm, I'm from London, obviously, but I played an Irishman and. Uh, we, we tried it with the accent, without the accent, um, and and kind of Roy being a bit more of a, a nice guy as well. Um, you know, it kind of being second nature, so it's kind of a bit of a game to him. So he finds it all quite funny and things like that. But I, th- I think, I think the best way it kind of worked was just being a, a total kind of screw loose nutcase. You know? Yeah, because there's definitely that mis- mysterious element too, where he's sort of quiet and and shy, uh, and then you realize yeah. that he's really breaking into people's apartments. Uh, spoiler. Yeah, alert, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was uh, again. It's like his his kind of sick pleasure, and he's getting off on um, you know bringing other people down to his level, um, kind of enabling. You know, he, he sees, I guess, something in 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 Heather that um, he thinks is either uh, manipulative. He can he can kind of tap in on, uh, uh, or or just something. But you know, she's she's unsatisfied in herself, and she's kind of looking for more. I guess from life, and and he thinks, well, you know, I've got something for you. <laughs> kind of open your eyes, you know. Well, during the probably most um, brutal scene of the movie, you actually kill mm. your pro- your producer. Is there anything That's cathartic right, yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Some pent up rage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to draw too much enjoyment from it visibly but yeah that was good i think i think everybody enjoyed that moment uh, there was some real blood too no no not really um but no that was great yeah yeah uh he, he, he's a nice guy um but uh, again again he's, he's kind of um i guess he's, he's a newcomer to the business uh in producing and stuff like that because he you know he, he obviously he's, he's done well in his business and whatnot and then he's, he's, he's trying to make some movies and things like that so you know good luck to him but uh i think this was pretty much his first project so it was a, a bit of a learning curve i think for for a lot of people involved it was a real real multinational crew um the, the director was hungarian the, the producer was the only other english guy because you know the whole film was shot in london um 
most of the crew were Italian, the, the writer, uh, and, and the guy that um, played the other male lead, um, David McGowan. He's Scottish. Uh, so it was a real mixture. I mean, he's got a better Irish accent than me, and he's Scottish. How do you pronounce his last name again? McGowan. We're having some trouble with that yeah, one. We struggle. Our, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's typically Scottish. Yeah, uh, yeah, McGowan. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he he's he's the writer. He's he's a, a published, and I believe he's he won some awards or something for his writing. I think you can buy a few more of his other books and stuff that he's uh, written on Amazon. Uh, but he's he's from Glasgow, you know, he's from Glasgow. So he's uh, he's broad Scottish. Um, and he can do the Irish accent perfectly. I'm English, so he's playing an Englishman. I'm playing the Irishman. It's all kind of turned on his head, but but it was fun, you know. I think we achieved something, if nothing, you know. Yeah, and this is you have uh, I think 34 entries in IMDb. This being probably one of your lower budget films, can you tell us a little bit about the difference between uh, preparing, maybe not preparing for this movie, but kind of how the set works yeah. on a movie like this versus <clears throat> you know something bigger like Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's it, they're not even comparable, really. When you when you think about the big movies, and that's uh, you know, I I, I I trained when I was young, went to theatre school, and all the rest of it. And uh, it's actually, the the theatre side of it, as as you get older, you know, I, I, you want to get gain the respect of your peers and 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 other actors and everybody else. So theatre and you know, projecting to the rafters, it wasn't really my idea of fun. I wanted to do screen acting when I was young. Yeah. So kind of, it kind of put me off in a way, but uh, it's kind of come around full circle a little bit because all that kind of means a little bit more to you i think as you get older and you realize the the context of everything and, and the kind of uh, the kudos involved as well you know with uh, great actors doing shakespeare on stage and things like that and that's something i'd love to do one day but for for now and for the foreseeable future the the screen acting is the main thing but um yeah just just this i mean the, the straight away the, the the budget is noticeable you know they don't have you know, hundreds of trucks and, and millions of cameras and all the state-of-the-art equipment, $300,000, you know, cameras and all the rest of it. So uh, it's very much everything on a smaller scale. Uh, but it is nice because it's 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 a hell of a lot less people, you know, a, a dozen people maybe. Um, so it does become like a little family, um, all with the common cause. Uh, you're all trying to achieve something on, on you know, a shoestring budget with, a, with as little resources as possible, but with enough kind of artistic views and enough uh, outside influences from different directions and stuff you know you hope it's going to pull together and, and and just be enough for something someone to see something and think actually you know there's 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 something in that all right they, they clearly don't have the resources but the you know the the, the dop's got a good eye or the writer's really onto something there or something you know something or one of the main performances or whatnot were they um, able to feed you on set uh <laughs> <laughs> Not, not, not food you'd consider wholesome and nutritional. <laughs> in <laughs> you know, a way, we had a lot of crap. We had a lot of crap. <laughs> um, yeah, often and and you know because I'd be rehearsing lines or, or sitting outside in the in the sun. It was it was a we were very lucky actually. Again in England we don't get you know we get probably with with the introduction of global warming, which isn't the worst thing for the UK to be perfectly honest. Uh, <laughs> we get more sun than we used to. <laughs> so uh, actually, when we shot the film, most of the time it was uh, it was really hot and really sunny. So we were dying in in, in the internal scenes because we were sweating buckets and <laughs> with the big studio lights and everything. And you know, uh, like the scene where where I where I'd kill the producer. Um, uh, the, the, you know whose, whose house it is and whatever in, in the thing that was one of the crew's flats you know in East London um, so we try not to get the blood all over the sofa because <laughs> they still have to live there afterwards you know um, but yeah no the, the, I mean the, the main difference is just just, just the scale of everything you know there's uh, for one uh, Fury you know every single time there's a camera in your face there's maybe 
200 people the other side of it watching you, you know, scrutinizing your, your every little breath and cut of eye and turn of voice and you know, all the rest of it. So it really is a, a bigger scale for everybody. And, um, but you know, I, I, I enjoy the big productions as well because you know, so many people, so many. It's 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 not like an office job where you see the same people every day. It's kind of a different experience all the time, and you no know, two days are kind of the same. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, that obviously in in the the smaller independent things, I get bigger roles, so that's obviously preferable for me. So at the moment, it's kind of big movies, small roles, uh, three to five line parts. You know, I'm kind of the master of three lines. <laughs> uh, but then uh, independent movies, obviously, I get the lead roles, and it's a little bit more meaty, and there's good good publicity stuff, good showreel stuff out of that as well. So uh, it's kind of, you know, swings and roundabouts. We, uh, the, the, both, are, both are good for different stuff for Definitely. me. You know? What would you say is your most mm. uh, memorable experience uh, between Peril or anything else that you've worked on as an actor? Well, um, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess starting out, you're, you're kind of, you know, wide-eyed and excited, and everything's amazing, and, and the sets, and... You know, I, I never envisaged maybe uh, 10 years ago that I'm going to be, I don't know, doubling Benicio Del Toro on Star Wars or, or um, Henry Cavill and Man From U.N.C.L.E. and seeing all these amazing sets and, and the costumes and, and just the attention to, you know, it, the thing that really gets me sometimes is when they pick up on movie mistakes and it's the smallest little thing. And when you think of all the attention to detail and, and you know, the continuity stuff that went into ensuring that everything looks identical and then, you know, people don't realize that, you know, the second half of a scene might be shot six, eight months after the original one, you know, they might come back and do reshoots or something. So getting every little screw, nut, bolt, belt, all earring, the minutiae, yeah. exactly. So I mean, it's so painstaking that the, the kind of process that goes into all of that. And then uh, someone will pick up on the fact that, oh, he didn't just put the cup down in the next shot, the cup's already on the table, you know, and things like that. It's like, well, exactly. it's not important. So they didn't show him putting the cup down, for God's yeah. sake. You know? Did you, uh, just to go back um, to something, did you say you were a body double in Star Wars? Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a lot of... Um, wow. Yeah, because I, I used huh? to do a lot of... Um, I was a martial arts champion when I was young, and, and I've done a lot of military stuff as well. So um, I started out kind of doing stunts and choreographed fight sequences and things like that. Um, and then off the back of that, I guess, you know, people people see me, you get to meet people and all the rest of it. They realize you're a, uh, a good professional and you know what you're doing and things like that. So uh, other opportunities arise from that, you know. So um, I ended up for a couple of years doing a fair bit of doubling because of my kind of size and build. So I've done... Tom Hardy, Channing Tatum, Benicio del Toro, Henry Cavill, kind of guys of that variety, you know. But, so but even to be, eight, oh sorry, um, yeah. Uh, no, of all no, those no, A-listers you've worked with, have you had yeah. a moment that you might tell, you know, like your grandchildren someday about one of these guys? <laughs> about one of these guys. Uh, probably nothing I'm going to repeat to you right now. After we hang up. But then, you know, I might not work again. That, that is a possibility. Yeah, this, so uh, I don't want to Dang. piss the wrong people off at this stage of my career. You know, when, if, if, when and if I make it, then I can, I can wield the axe, as it were. But, the uh, tell-all yeah, memoir comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Are there like Illuminati yeah, ties yeah. or what's going on? <laughs> not, not, not so much, no. But, um, you know... Uh, yeah, you have mixed experiences. Obviously, everyone has to sell themselves in a positive way, you know, in terms of actors and things like that. But um, yeah, there are there are obviously always going to be crosswords and some difficult people on occasion, you know. And uh, I mean, the one thing that that stays true with me, they always say, "Never meet your heroes," because mm. it's how's it ever going to match up, you know? And, and you know, I, I find it tough to watch films, TV, and stuff like that that I used to love when I was young, because I think, I must have been an idiot to have enjoyed this. But, you know, times change, things move on. Uh, you have know, you production. seen Time Bandits? Just out of curiosity. Time Bandits? Yeah. 
No, I have, oh, it's not. Uh, good. Good. <laughs> so, kind of, kind of going off of that, uh, Daniel. Um, are there yeah. like films or actors that inspired you when you were younger to kind of pursue this path, or was it something you just kind of always wanted to do yourself? Um, well, I guess, I, yeah. I, mean, I guess there are there are a million. I mean, I was a huge fan of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford. I guess because I loved indie when I was young. You know, I was I was Indiana Jones. I had the T-shirt. It was, you know, everyone has a little blanket that they sniff and stuff. Like, Mine was an Indiana Jones T-shirt, you know. <laughs> um, my parents are also both professional musicians, and they've worked on a lot of these movies and soundtracks and things like that down the years. So I used to go to a lot of premieres when I was uh, young for stuff that my, my dad had worked on and things like that, because my mum's a little bit older. But, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I Labyrinth with David Bowie and, and all that sort of stuff. He was on the soundtrack for that. So I went to proper quite a few premieres in, in like Leicester Square in central London, red carpet jobs, things like that when I was young. And I guess that, that kind of kind of inspired me to, to, to want to do that one day and, and all the grandeur and, and the pomp and ceremony and everything. It was brilliant. I thought, yeah, I, I want this. I want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it, you know, not for the wrong reasons. I've never, I've never had a, an ambition just to be famous for the sake of it. It seems like a, a kind of celebrity culture these days where people are, are famous for nothing, really. And it's like, how, how do you intend to have a shelf life if you don't do anything? You know, That's what I'm shooting so, for, um, though. That's my career trajectory right now, is to be famous. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> if you can achieve that, power to you, brother. Thank uh, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make my mom proud. Well, but um, yeah. sorry, I've, I've completely gone off tangent from there. What was the original question again? What, what inspired me to, yeah. Um, yeah, I mentioned it there yeah. with the Indiana Jones and the. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah, ET was my hero, but I doubt I'll ever achieve that. So, you know. <laughs> well, um, Daniel, thank you. I mean, yeah. thanks so yes, much for calling you. in. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, oh, we can welcome. consider you a friend of the show and maybe get you on again sometime. Yeah, why the hell not? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks. Yeah, and nice after we hang up oh, during the week as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want the scoop, huh? <laughs> yeah, after we hang up, we can talk shit about Brad Pitt and Shannon Tatum together. So. <laughs> well, they're nice guys. I'll give them that much. So I don't want to. I don't want to hate anyone that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thanks again for your time, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. No, you're very welcome. Thank Thanks you. so much. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. 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 This is Neil Cross is over. This is spoilers. Uh, there we is. <laughs> Screener spoilers edition. Uh, let's go ahead and get uh, started. Who's here today? Who do we have with us? Starting with Vince the intern. Well, thanks, Pap the Pap turn. Uh, this is Vince the intern here in Denver, Colorado. We're getting our first screener from a uh, maybe fan. I'm not really sure, but uh, it was it was fun to do. So I'm excited to talk about it. We also have Josh. Yeah, this is Josh. I'm recording from South Bend, Indiana today. I'm really excited to talk about a movie that uh, probably no one has ever seen. This prob- or will. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, <laughs> this is an Alexander Cooper, and no one knows who that is now. Uh, who knows in 10 years. Or will. <laughs> I'll pass it to my brother, Jordan. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Jordan, uh, recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, yeah, kind of excited to review Sounds this like you're movie as well. <laughs> I was talking, man. <laughs> I don't um, know about that. But yeah, uh, it's exciting to review this Alexander Cooper joint. Ooh. Well, we were the only podcast ever to review Missouri Breaks, and I guarantee you we're the only podcast ever to, remo- <laughs> to review the movie Parallel. So the way this Dude, came about is actually... an exclusive yeah. Yeah, podcast. That's all we do. Uh, so the way this came about, actually, is uh, Alex P. Cooper, 
who produced this movie uh, and played the character Peter in this movie. Out of London. And has directed other films. Out of the UK. Out of, God, based of in the UK. Yeah, friend of the pod. DM'd us on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he which slid is podcast so hard in the home on our DMs. It was so good. And it's funny to see because Pappy is usually the DM master. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't want to put it out for the pod, but Pappy can slide into a DM like no one other. And uh, this, this Cooper man, he might rival you for the uh, DM sliding award of the year. Hey, so I don't know. I'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'll say this. He may have slid into our DMs, but I slid just as hard and just as oh, fast Oh, I know. Back into it, we saw. So, so uh, yeah, we agreed to review his movie. He sent us a screener, and I think that this movie is available on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free if you have that or pay for it. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so let's just get into what this movie was about. Does anyone want to give a first, uh, take of sort of an overall explanation of, of what we saw? First taste, if you will. Yeah, I'll try to wrap up the movie oh, in like 15 seconds here. We have a couple <laughs> meet up at a party and, uh, yep. after a couple dates, they run into a medium. This medium says he can see parallel universes, vis-a-vis, vada vada, yada yada, uh, <laughs> Whoa, you just elaine that all the way to the end. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah I'll just spoil the ending real quick. Uh, you're kind of convinced that this medium is a fraud. And he goes and he kind of kills that medium because he's driving him to insanity. And there's a breadcrumb left earlier in the movie that said if, you, if someone dies and they're one of these people that can see the parallel universe and you're touching them, you get sent somehow to the parallel universe so our main character gets sent to this weird, bizarro, kind of bad universe. Does anybody want to explain what that universe is? What is the parallel universe? I wouldn't call it a bad universe, but I'm kind of curious on, I guess, everyone's opinion of the overall film and what it really meant and what really happened at the end. Because I wouldn't call it a bad universe. My take was almost that there's almost an infinite amount of universes and that any universe has the capability to reach to this psyche or psych, um, psychic, excuse me, or medium, to reach into another universe. And I think that's towards the end. I was talking to Jordan earlier today about this, about the ending. I was like, what's your take? Um, and my take, I think, was that uh, the main character, Brendan Fraser, um, was... <laughs> no. It's <laughs> not really Brendan Fraser. Um, but uh, that... <clears throat> he has a strong chin. David yeah, Magawan. Well, kind of. David yeah. Magawan. <laughs> David so, Magawan. Yeah, he basically killed the psychic, so he kind of like gained his abilities. And then at the end, the girl that he was dating, um, basically that met at this party that Josh was talking about, killed him and then like dumped him to the river with the person that she was like basically having an affair with in her own fantasy of parallel universe. So my take this on is that spoilers, was that, yeah. <laughs> when this is spoilers. So my take on that was that uh she and him were watching them from the parallel universe at the same time as them watching them from the parallel universe. So it was almost like there was a parallel universe crossover where all these universes were kind of watching each other through this medium. And at the end, the reason why they killed the main character, Guy, was to, while he was in it, steal his power. And I think that was my take on that, but I don't know if anyone else caught on that. I guess, what's everyone's opinion or thoughts on the ending or just what the plot meant in overall? Yeah. Uh, can I... Because there's a lot there. Yeah, okay, go for so it. So I think your, your universe theory is kind of the stereotypical, like what, I think what I was expecting sure. it to be 
But I think they made it pretty clear in the movie that there was just the two universes and one is like the inverse of the other. Okay, so Josh, here's the thing. I don't really listen to movies very clearly. Uh, or closely, true. so you're so probably Jordan, right. So you're probably Jordan, right. Jordan, Jordan, what did you think? Let's hear from Jordan yeah, on this. Sorry, Jordan. No, I what actually kind of was just skimming through the movie just to Wait, get... Wait, like, Josh. Okay. <laughs> no, Thanks, no. Vince. <laughs> Penalty box, Vince. Jordan, go ahead. <laughs> no, Josh. I was actually just uh, watching a few like plot points in the movie just to make sure I kind of knew what was going on. And he actually makes a point to say that the parallel that... He, the parallel world that he sees isn't necessarily bad it's a negative and that it's it is the inverse of whatever the person in like say our world actually is so like the dark world is just the the inverse so i kind of took that as well to just kind of mean that there's two um and i don't know it was interesting because he acted like he was the only one that could kind of communicate and or see both um so i'm not sure what Vince's theory implies there. No, I, I guess you guys could be right there that there was just the inverse in two universes. Go ahead, Pat. Well, yeah, just to get on what I thought of, I guess, the theory, and the way it's represented as black and white, I just thought it was more of like a excuse for these people to have more of a sexual experience. I didn't think that even mm. it was really... I mean, obviously, it, it, at the end, it's proven that this is a real thing, but I was really excited by the, the false summit of it being a total scam. Um, the, I, I didn't really love the ending, but I guess that that means is that it's more of an alternate reality where the behaviors have just been defined differently, where there could be many dimensions, but this is just one of them, I suppose. Wait, so you're then more than two universes is what you're saying? I mean, Possibly. I get, yeah, I think so. And this guy just happened I, to tap into one because the way that he's able that to act as this, yeah, the way that he's able to act as this bridge is that he dies... He, or, wait, can someone help me explain that? He died in his universe, or he touched someone who was, and while they died in their universe, and that's how he was able to switch over. His mom, yeah. yeah. Who got that, like, psychic ability from that? I guess you have to be, like, touching a psychic who's dying during an event. I don't think that's how you get the gift. I think that's just how you move universes. So, like Vince oh, said, I don't he think... thought that they killed yeah. him at the end to gain his power. And I thought they just did well, because it because they was, get off on murder. I mean, it could be either way, and maybe that's what the what it's left up to interpretation there. I don't well, know. Well, can we get mm. Alexander Cooper to call in and uh, drop some knowledge on mm. us? Only if you could hit us up on uh, nine hundred three spoil oh seven and uh, give us <laughs> give us. <laughs> yeah, a, I slid into his DMs little. and asked him to call in, but uh, so I guess getting into more of like more of a critique of oh, what we saw then, starting with starting with the the who I thought was the strongest actor Brian Carter uh I guess what did you guys think of his character and his performance uh in general is Brian Carter the um lover affair in the parallel universe no, no he plays uh he's Brendan uh, Fraser Mac- Macaulay's no oh so he plays the doctor the psychic yeah all right Josh what did you think <laughs> Actor-wise, I thought Brian Carter, I think he seemed like he was the best actor, but I thought that they tried to push through too much plot through his character, maybe. So he kind of had really explainy monologues, if that makes sense at all. I actually really thought that... A lot of exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah coming from his Yeah, character. exposition instead of explainy monologues, I guess would be a good way to put it. 
But uh, <laughs> same, same Daniel Westwood, who plays, as Vince was touching on, the love interest for um, Heather in the other world, I thought he might have been my strongest performance. That's what I was thinking. I mean, the doctor played a decent role, but I feel like he was trying to play that, like, mystic wizard-looking guy, and it was just some old dude with a beard and glasses. Like, not that... Yeah, it's like furry eyebrows. He does. See, a... He does seem to have the most. Uh, he does seem to have the most uh, extensive IMDb page. It seems like he was in. It looks like he was mm-hmm. in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Man from Uncle, Edge of Tomorrow, and Kingsman: Secret Service. So, so is that Daniel Westwood? Or... Even though, even if they were small parts, yeah. Uh, yeah no, this is Daniel Westwood. Yeah, Roy. It's a love interest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of the the parallel, the parallel universe. universe guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, what did you think about the acting? Uh, I actually thought the acting was kind of one of the stronger suits of the movie. Um, I we haven't touched on it yet, but there was definitely like some awkward lighting and some pretty piss poor sound editing. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just jump right into that. I mean, yeah. there was. Like, we have we have to address it. Um, well, like, okay. This when... is also coming from spoilers, known for its quality. Sound <laughs> editing, so. Yeah, to any of our listeners, you've heard of our shit quality. So we're throwing some, <laughs> getting stoned in some glass houses. But sorry, Jordan, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no. I mean, there's there's some sound. There's some places where the sound comes in too loud, and the the voices are too quiet, and um, e- even some of the what did Josh call it? The explainy dialogue parts were kind of cut off. It is where a I, had to like, yeah. I had to rewind several times and uh, make sure that I was catching on to the things that like the doc- the psychic guy was saying. Um, but no, I mean, I thought the acting was pretty good for the most part. Yeah, I mean, even uh, so there were the two the two guys that you touched on. I thought the girl was actually pretty good, too. I mean, for most of the time, she was just playing like a kind of shocked, freaked out um, young adult. But I mean, I thought... She had some some solid. Did you guys notice that, that the what I would consider lead character David Magawan, uh, he had his eyes shut for a lot of his performance. Okay, you said that I didn't notice that. But what do you mean? Like his eyes were actually shut, or he was just squinting, or both? Uh, I don't know. It, it looked like he was Dude, squinting. He looked, her, sh- I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. He looks like a he looks like a squinty American dad. Is what he looks like. <laughs> You mean like the TV show American Dad? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't think his eyes were closed, but I get what you mean by maybe squinting. Or just like uh, like a stern look kind of thing where the brow is kind of over his eyes and making him smaller. You know, maybe he has really <laughs> sensitive eyes and the set can be bright, so... Well, yeah, as Jordan was saying, maybe it was the uh, the lighting, the piss poor, I didn't quote, piss poor lighting. <laughs> maybe that was what was blinding him. Who knows? Yeah, I think it was the editing that was piss poor. But does anybody have any uh, any final thoughts before we get into our yes or no's? Um, have any guys watched a movie, I dare say, like this, but this low budget and an original idea and kind of this whole idea of you know, a feature by what seems to be a first-time director. Haven't you guys seen anything like this before? I have. So, and I think in my experiences of of what I have, it's not bad. I think the script had the most potential. Um, if it had, you know, more studio funding to pour behind it, it could be better. 
but I'm not saying it would be great. Um, but I have seen stuff like this and it's really tough to put in perspective of someone trying out, as you said, Josh, like, uh, obviously they haven't been in a major motion picture, um, with what this end product was, but it was good for like trying, I guess, you know, like it's, I I don't know. I thought, I thought the, the acting as Jordan put was all right. And I think the script was okay as well. I think there's a lot of potential there, but it just, you could see that there's no budget and we've done like Blair Witch on this podcast where there was no budget, but that was almost on purpose. Uh, this film is not that case. It just, there was no budget, I think. And I think they did decently well with what they had on that note, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're saying for a movie that would message spoilers to review them and give them a screener, it is about as good as you thought it should be <laughs> based on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, spot on you must be truly desperate. so is that a, is that a yes for you yeah yeah is that a yes for you you can just go ahead and jump into it then oh no so i'll start off that's a no yeah definitely not i mean i wouldn't go on amazon and pay money for it but if you have an amazon subscription and it's on there then you know maybe give it a peek if you liked you know giving credit to people that are out there trying and i i, I do like giving credit to people that are at least out there trying something i mean obviously we're spoilers here we're out there trying a podcast you know, but you know, you just give it the best. I think they did a pretty good job for what they did. But I mean, if you want to see a good motion picture, don't, I mean, come on, don't watch someone's like first attempt at a, at a good, at a movie. You know what I mean? So I would say no, uh, that'd be my take. But I, I think they did a really good job with what they had and, and what they were hey, working Vince, with. Was there, were there any parts you liked, especially at, towards the end or? Oh, there's a good part where there's some good boobs. <laughs> uh, I think that's what you're alluding to. Um, yeah, we didn't really get into there the ending where there was some weird kind of sexual stuff going on. And I, I'm not trying to say I like the weird kind of sexual stuff, but there was boobs, and the boobs are great. So, yeah, I like those boobs, Josh. Those boobs are awesome. <laughs> Josh, since you inserted yourself in those boobs, would you like to uh, go ahead and give your answer? I certainly did not. Uh, it is, I think it's with a very heavy heart that I give this a soft no. I, I think Vince hit on it. I mean... I love the fact these guys made this movie. I enjoyed watching it, but you can tell by watching this film that there are some some things that definitely got hurt because of lack of budget and just lack of, you know, a complete, filled-out professional crew. I just don't think they had that. And I commend all the actors and the directors and who, all the people who put this together. Um, I... I mean, keep keep doing your thing, uh, even if we say no on spoilers. Like, don't let that stop your career. I mean, uh, I'm with Josh there. I'm with you Josh know, keep, there. Yeah, I'm sure it won't. <laughs> if you ever hear this, Alexander Cooper, I commend <laughs> you. I, I'm jealous of the work you did. Keep keep working. Um, but for this one, I gotta say no, dog. Oh, a no dog or just a soft no? No dog. A soft no dog. <laughs> uh, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think taking into account like the budget issues, obviously it's a very, very low budget uh, film. Um, and so trying to look past that, I, I think my biggest problem was with the story. Uh, they inserted a few too many like porno scenes, I think. That's for <laughs> and sure. It, made, it kind of made me, uh, it kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. Um, how many is too many for you? Uh, 
I was pretty seven, okay until that seven. weird like orgy in the barn or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, someone put out a cigarette on someone's wrist. That was uh, weird. Yeah. That happened. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, but I I think in the end, the story kind of fizzles out and it doesn't leave you with like, I want to say like philosophical questions about like alternate realities or maybe even the idea of having like a dark side to everyone. But it's, it's more just like, ah, we built this world and it has weird mechanics, kind of you figure it out. I don't think it was, I don't think the ending was like fully formed. And so, uh, it, but at the same time, it was enjoyable uh, for this sort of film, so it's a it's a soft no for me. I would there's some unfinished business there, I think, but there it is. I guess it comes uh, down to me then. I I was pretty flattered that this guy reached out to us and just asked us to review a movie. I mean, he probably sends a thousand of those a day, but we're probably the only ones who're like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. I I think that it was a little too ambitious and and for me for me when for you. the scenes in black and white <laughs> were a lot better than the scenes in color and, and a lot of independent films will choose to be shot in black and white because you can hide a lot of uh budget deficiencies in yeah. only using two colors like think think clerks uh that's the only thing i can think of off the top of my head uh but I think that that part was Pretty a yes, simple. but the movie as itself is a no. It's like a shitty episode of Black Mirror. Um, but that yeah. being said, I think there's some cool ideas in here, and I would I would think that the writer David Magowan, if this is one of the first things he's ever written, it has a shit ton of pot- he has a shit ton of potential to be somebody. And, and I think you guys had a good point that Daniel Westwood was a good performance. A soft no for me, but I mean. I'm sure they would give our podcast a no, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad that we could uh, glad that we could at least interact in this way. So, uh, does someone want to play us off with the plugs, Vincent? Yeah, Pap, go ahead. No, so we're on Twitter. You can catch us on uh, spoilers underscore pod. Um, we're also on Instagram now at uh, podcast spoilers. That Instagram is hot uh, fire. Website. Right now. Oh, it's fi- It's so oh fire. Gosh. Dude, we got Vin Diesel up there. It's it, Boss Baby. Boss Baby. Do you guys hear me? Jeez Louise, it's good. It's good. Um, we also have a Gmail at podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Um, a website as well with the same name, podcastspoilers.com. Um, we got a hotline bling. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us some movie recommendations. Uh, critique us. Um, or just say what's up, you know? It's nice to hear from you. You can hit us up at 903 spoil zero seven uh i don't know what spoil numbers are but it's uh, 903 spoil zero seven um what else plugs we got did i hit everything we got some i think last but last but not least thank you to uh, joshua hensley the rutabaga for playing us off right now hey and thanks to alex yeah. Cooper uh, for sending us the note and uh hopefully we'll get to review your next one too yeah, yeah and alex if you I hope you do call in if you if you don't provide it by the time this gets posted and you hear this somehow. Call in and let us know how shitty we are. review our podcast. That would be the only give us a no dog. Yes, <laughs> that would be yeah. <laughs> give us a hard no dog. And to to the audience out there, this is parallel from 2016. There's a couple other movies from the years surrounding it. So just so everyone knows. Jordan, I love you for that because I don't think we said the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the audience knows what parallel we're talking duh. about. Come on. Man. Yeah, <laughs> duh. <All right. laughs> that was spoilers. Hey, oh, Matt, Mark, Matt, Boss, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
Get that out of there. No. <laughs> Alexander Cooper, producer of Parallel, calling from the UK. Um, calling about a film, as I mentioned, Parallel, which has been completed in 2016. It's a psychological thriller film, and I was the producer, and I acted in it, and uh, did a lot of, lot of other work on it. Um, and I've been promoting it, and I've been looking for people to review it. Um, it's available on Amazon Prime at uh, ParallelTheFilm.com and it's also on Vimeo and it's also on DVD, I should add, um, on Amazon. Um, the synopsis is, it's, it's basically a psychological thriller but it's a romance and there's a couple who are very happy, they, they meet, they fall in love, they're, they're young professionals in London but one day they meet a mysterious medium called Macliss and he, he claims to be uh, a medium who doesn't take on many new clients, and this is for a very good reason. The girl, Heather, she's fascinated, and she persuades Neil, to, Neil, her boyfriend, to go along for a session with him, whereupon this elderly and learned Macliss reveals what's unique about his gift. Instead of reading people's futures, he allows them to see their parallel, which is the alternate version of how their lives are playing out. It's like the negative to the positive of your existence. But then, when Maclis regresses each of them, they find through their mirror, though their mirror image world, uh, it might look the same on the surface, but underneath, it's uh, quite malevolent and very dark. And uh, both Neil and Heather, they soon become addicted to the danger and uninhibited nature of this parallel. And it starts to take a toll on their lives. And we basically see their romance played out in the parallel with, with different and quite chilling outcomes for both of them, really. Um, it, it raises a lot of questions about life and existence and and whether, you know, the, the mystery of the parallel existence lies in the, the fabric of space and time or, you know, in, in this medium, Maclis, can this, these uh, two um, lovers discover the answers to their questions before their lives and sanity crumble? Um, it, we'd say it's an erotic and chilling psychological drama with a new approach and a twist at the end. It was directed by Eva Maxilite, and it includes some of London's new acting talent, including Daniel Westwood, who plays Roy, Faye Sewell, who plays the part of Heather, uh, Melissa Vesey, who's Anna, David McGowan, he's uh, the lead, 